You ever sit down at your dinner table at night after you cook a long meal? Took you hours. You sit down at the dinner table and you start to eat it and you just look down and say, this sucks. Well, now you don't have to. Go to unitedharvest.com. Yeah, it's an ad. Tricked you. Unitedharvest.com to get high quality cuts of meat. I'm talking cross wasami angus beef. I'm talking American grass-fed lamb. I'm talking Hooterite pork. Canadian Hooterite pork. This stuff is incredible. I promise you will not be disappointed. Go to the website, unitedharvest.com. Type in the referral code, the promo code, FRIENDS15, all caps, FRIENDS15, for 15% off your first order, unitedharvest.com. Hey guys, have you ever heard of something called the Law of the Harvest? Well, if not, let me share it with you. The Law of the Harvest says you reap what you sow. I love that. In fact, that's one of the core principles of my life. The Law of the Harvest. You reap what you sow. I've seen so many examples of that, both good and bad, in my own life, and I bet you have too. What you may not know, though, is the Law of the Harvest is one of the reasons that we have the Cattle Pros podcast today. And In this episode, I'm going to explain why. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome you back to Season 2, the very first episode of the Cattle Pros Podcast. I am your host, Jake Scott, and as always, I thank you for joining us for this podcast. Listen, I have to start out with a huge shout out to you, the Cattle Pros listening audience, because you folks voted us the best of the barn cattle podcast in that competition. And man, That is so stinking cool. I just want to stop and tell you how much I appreciate that. That was a big, big honor for me that in our very first season, uh, we received such an award as that to be the best podcast in that Best of the Barns competition. So thank each and every one of you for not only listening, but for taking the time to vote in that competition. We were honored and thrilled, and we're happy to be back here for season two to continue to serve you with some great information through these podcasts. Um... We recognize that there are a ton of these podcasts and a lot of good ones out there. I listen to a bunch of them as well. We're sure not in competition with anyone else. We're not here trying to make a bunch of money. But in fact, what we really like doing with this uh, podcast is just introducing you to people and talking to you about events and folks that have had an impact and a big influence in a good way on my life so that hopefully it can improve your lives and your respective businesses or inspire you to get into this way of life, into this cattle business. We need more good people in this business, and especially for our younger listeners who are listening, who are kicking the tires on the cattle business, we sure hope you come this direction. We need you. Well, today, as I said, this is the first of season two, Um, and a friend of mine suggested that I record a podcast like this, which answers the question, Why the heck are you even doing the Cattle Pros podcast anyway? I mean, some people, uh, I think, have have rightly asked, hey, we enjoy the content, we like that you're doing it, but but what was the inspiration? What was the motivation? What what made you want to jump into the podcast world? And so today I'm going to share that with you in this interview and tell you the whole story. Really, it kind of comes down to three things as we jump right into this. The first for me is I've always been a podcast junkie since I first figured out what podcasts were. For me, podcasts are 
more engaging than music. And listen, I drive a lot, so I, I need something to kind of help pass the time as we're traveling. I live in Gordon, Nebraska, which is far northwest Nebraska, uh, for those of you who don't know, kind of close to the South Dakota line. And we're a long way from about anything. So I do spend a lot of time uh, behind the wheel of a vehicle, and, and I enjoy that. I enjoy traveling, but you do need something to kind of help pass the miles. And for me, podcasts was a way that I could keep my mind working. I could keep myself engaged, and, and that all helped keep me awake. And, and I liked it, too. It, it really helped pass the time. The podcasts that I tend to listen to are the more informative slash educational type of podcasts. Um, I learn so many things from podcasts that I can apply in our own business or to my own life. And I go back to what Zig Ziglar said, which if you don't know who Zig Ziglar is, look him up and read all his stuff. It's really good. But he used to encourage his fans and followers who travel a lot like I do to make good use of that time that they're spending behind the wheel of a car to improve themselves, you know, to actually learn something, to gain some knowledge. Don't just waste those hours as you're going from point A to B. Utilize them. He called it Automobile U, you know, like Automobile University. So, so podcasts for me are my own little mini version of what Zig Ziglar called Automobile University. And it has paid off. I mean, heck, they're free for one thing. All it takes is your time and a little uh, uh, just researching those podcasts out that you enjoy or that you can learn from and, and plug and play kind of a thing. And I have gained a ton of information from them. So I am a podcast junkie. So I was already, already um, I'm pretty familiar with podcasts. And, you know, like I said, I've just gotten so much like practical, real world wisdom from people who are actually like out there doing it in the trenches every day. And I believe that education comes in many, many, many forms. In fact, later in this season, we're going to have a podcast that deals about education. Um, but I think all of us should be careful not to fall into the trap, whether we're younger or older, but don't fall into the trap of believing that education only happens in a classroom setting. Or that education means you got to have a lot of fancy degrees behind your name, or you got to stand behind a podium or use these $100 awards. No, 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 no. I don't believe that at all. I have found that in my life, probably the most valuable education that I've been able to receive are from the people that have on dirty clothes, they got uh, greasy hands, they got scars and cuts. They're the ones that have been in the arena. They've actually done it, made the mistakes, learned from it, and are willing to share that. And those are the kinds of podcasts I guess I seek out and that, you know, those are the kinds of people I've actually learned the most from in my life. So just kind of being a podcast junkie and being a big fan of podcasts was the first thing that started to nudge me towards wanting to do this. Secondly, I got to tell you, I've been so fortunate to have the opportunity to meet some of the most successful and inspirational and motivational people that there are in the cattle business today. And if you believe like I do, when you experience something good in your life, it's just hard to keep that to yourself. You want to share it with others. You know, when you have something like that, that has been so good to you and you see someone else struggling, maybe the way that you struggled at one time, you just want to help them. You, you just want to give them something to take some of that burden off of them, to lighten their load or to say, hey, here, do it this way. I used to have that same problem and this really helped me. You know, and, and that's one thing that podcasts can do. They can put you in contact with those people. Um, 
like I said in the beginning of the of this episode, I believe in the law of the harvest. You reap what you sow. And certainly in my life, <clears throat> there have been some just outstanding mentors and leaders who have invested into me. They've poured into me. And I truly think it's selfish. You just want to keep that to yourself. So with this podcast, with the Cattle Pros podcast, we want to use it as a platform to pour into you and continue forward with that process of sowing and reaping. And we hope as you learn and as you grow, you'll be able to sow and reap as well and keep that process going and passing it down the line. So that's the second reason behind Cattle Pros. The third, and this is actually, when it comes down to it, what made this podcast happen. And this is kind of wild. But the third is, I've spoken before on my podcast, and will continue to do so, about my faith, which is that I'm of the Christian faith. Um, don't beat people over the head with that, but I'm certainly not afraid to, to share that with anybody that wants to know or, or to tell you that that's my faith. What that means is, and I believe, and, and I follow God, I believe that he has a son named Jesus. I believe that 2,000 and something years ago, he sent Jesus to earth to die as a sacrifice for my sins because I am a sinner. Um, thankfully, he was raised from the dead. He's back in heaven. He's coming back again. That's what I believe as a Christian. Part of what I also believe, though, and more to the point of this podcast, is I believe that he has work for each of us to do. And that work is, is done on his behalf, hopefully to spread the word about him and his kingdom. But you know, I believe he, he nudges us certain directions and talks to us in his own way and, and kind of shoves you into some jobs that he wants you to do. And so as I had this podcast on my mind, and I've told you a couple of things, a couple of reasons that kind of got it spinning around, I got a random phone call when I was out in a pasture one day looking at some cattle, and it was from my friend uh, Clay Williams in Georgia, and he kind of called out of the blue. By the way, Clay was one of our former guests in season one, and if you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to go back and listen to Clay Williams' episode interview. It's really good. But he said, hey, man, you know, I'm driving today. He's in sales, so he spends a ton of time driving as well. And Clay said, hey, I'm just driving today, and, I, and I'm listening to some podcasts. And it got me to thinking, you ever thought of, about starting a podcast of your own? And so we talked about it a while. And, you know, it's kind of flattering if somebody thinks you might be good at something and suggests it. But, but then that flattery after we hang up and a little time passes, it kind of fades off and reality sets back in. And, yeah, that's probably not for me. And that's about as far as it went. But a few weeks later, a friend of mine who's also on the podcast, Heidi Anderson, you know Heidi from Legacy Livestock Images, Heidi and I were talking. In fact, I think she was up here at the ranch doing some pictures. And she said, uh, you know, Jake, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I forget what we were talking about that would have even brought this up. But she says, uh, you know, you ought to consider that. And if you wanted to do that, I could design a logo for you if you needed me to. And I'm like, huh, and I, I kind of quickly thought back to Clay suggesting that, and, and now here's Heidi suggesting it and generously offering to do one of her really cool, outstanding logos for me. And, and you know, so that's kind of cool, and, and it made me think about it a little more. And, you know, maybe that was just a coincidence. I started to tell myself some doubts and some excuses started to creep in. And, and again, I felt myself pushing that idea to the back burner, even though Clay and Heidi had suggested it. I mean, there are like a bajillion other podcasts out there, right? So why would we need to throw another one on the pile? And even if I did, why would anyone 
want to work to listen to, to my podcast? What, why is anybody concerned about what I got to say? And even if I did do it, I know like zero about the technical side of publishing one of these things, of, of getting a podcast actually from the recording that I do uh, to where it's up on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and, and all the, the places where you can hear the Cattle Pros podcast. But then something else happened. I was contacted by a young man, man named Cannon Brown. And uh, he's also been a guest on my show. He's got his own podcast called The Show with Cannon Brown. I'd been on his show a couple of times. I'd done some interviews at his request. And um, he called back up after that, kind of out of the blue as well. And he said, Jake, I want to tell you that I'm organizing a group of podcasters into a little media organization called Barra Media. And I want one podcast that covers each species. And I'd like for you to consider doing the cattle podcast for us. And so I ran through all my excuses, all this stuff about yeah, I've thought about it and, and, and even had some friends nudge me towards it. But look, Cannon, I know zilch about the technical side. I would be more of a burden to you than an asset. And he cut me off. He said, well, I can do the technical side for you. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, I'm, I'm good at that stuff. You know, I'm happy to, to throw that thing up there for you. If you'll just seek out the interviews and do the recordings. I can take care of the heavy lifting on the technical end. So that's when it began to sink in with me that this is probably more of a co more than just a coincidence. Um, again, as I said, I think when God nudges you a certain direction and, and gives you a job to do, you probably better listen and you probably better do it. And so here we are, two seasons later. And that is really the behind-the-scenes story of how the Cattle Podcast, Cattle Pros Podcast all began. Now, since then... If you've listened to season one, you know this. We have been crazy fortunate to just land some outstanding interviews with some of the most well-known and respected guys and gals out there in the cattle business. Um, I've got a ton of feedback on the Jerry McPeak interview. Kirk Steerwalt's interview was super cool. People still talk about the Dave DeWello interview. I was at the National Junior Angus show this summer with my family in Grand Island, which that was a great event, by the way. It's good to see all of you there. But people were still talking about the Dave Duello interview. I mentioned the interview with Clay Williams, very powerful. Brandon Callis maybe did one of the most controversial, you might say, but to me one of the, the most powerful interviews, tackling a pretty tough subject. And I just loved that interview with Brandon. It's great on there. We talked about Oklahoma City's Cattlemen Congress as it was coming on, and, and many, many more. I mean, we've done a ton. I don't mean to leave anybody out. But the point is, people have been so generous with their time, not just for me, but for you guys, the listening audience. Um, these are busy people. I mean, they got that big operations that they're running, a lot going on in their lives. A lot of these interviews were tough to schedule because of that. And certainly, there's no money or no extra benefit really for these folks, other than, and I want you to hear this, these people like me truly value the opportunity they have to share and to teach and to pour into others just as someone has poured into their lives. It goes back to the law of the harvest, that sowing and reaping process. And I think that's really, really cool that people are willing to do that for you and for me. Um, so I just want to say, 
I'm so thankful for our guests that have been able to come on here, not only in the past, but those who are yet to come. And I'm telling you, we have got a rock star roster lined up for you folks. You don't want to miss an episode of season two. And certainly for you folks, the listening audience, you guys deserve much of the credit for the success of the Cattle Pros Podcast. Without you all tuning in and listening, without all those downloads that we're getting, we would be nothing. And uh, I'm merely the facilitator that connects you, the listening audience, with our great guests that we're interviewing. So thank you for that. Now then, let's look forward. Let's look down the road just a little bit. What can you expect in Season 2? What does the future hold? Well, let me begin by saying I'm going to be very, very straight with you. Uh, We're learning as we go. And like I said, I didn't know jack squat about podcasting when I started, and I only know slightly more than that now. So I'm still learning on the fly. But let me tell you one important lesson that I have learned about podcasting and the Cattle Pros Podcast. It takes a surprising amount of time. We already have a fairly full schedule in our lives with family and work responsibilities. And so adding Cattle Pros to that, while it's fun and rewarding and I love it, it is um, very time-consuming. So... In order to balance that and make it make sense in my life, I'm going to choose to run the Cattle Pros podcast by seasons. So Cattle Pros won't be a year-round podcast. It will be run um, from the fall to the winter, probably from July to October, August to November, somewhere in that time frame. And let me explain to you why. My real job that I do is with Krebs Ranch. And um, that's what pays the bills for me and my family. And we spend a ton of time from the months of November to June serving our customers with cattle sales, especially bull sales. Plus, as many of you know, I have a family, I have two little girls and a beautiful wife, and I love spending as much time with them as possible. And our oldest daughter um, this year was able to attend her second junior nationals. Next year, our youngest daughter will attend her first junior nationals. And so as we... um, Add a few more things to our schedule, going to some shows and going to some junior nationals. Those are things that are very important to us. But again, we have to balance that time and those commitments and responsibilities with this podcast. So it's going to make sense for us to get some of those shows and things out of the way, get junior nationals behind us, get some judging responsibilities behind me. And then when we catch our breath a little bit from late summer into fall, that's when we're going to hit it hard on the Cattle Pros podcast. And that's what you can expect from me and from the podcast going forward. And I just thought you you deserved an explanation of that and why we've taken a little time off and um, also why we're back now. So let me, as we begin to wrap up here a little bit, give you a sneak peek as to what you can expect out of season two. As I've already mentioned, we have some great episodes in the pipeline. I've recorded several of those already, and I am so pumped up to record some of these others. Here's what you can expect. Unless you've been living under a rock lately, guys, you know that there is a lot of talk going around in our cattle community about the National Western Stock Show. What's going on? Are they having it? What's construction look like? And you've probably read a ton of stuff on the internet, or on social media. Some of that's maybe true, some of that's maybe not true. So to clear that up, we're going to take you directly to the livestock coordinator of the National Western Stock Show. And we're going to get an interview for you where we ask some really straight and really direct questions and get you guys some straight, direct answers. I know a lot of you have that on your mind. That's an episode you definitely don't want to miss. And it's probably going to be one of the earlier episodes that we bring to you. 
if you listen to the interview in season one with Jerry McPeak, you already know that one of the most foundational experiences of my life was the years that I spent in junior college at a place called Connor State College in Oklahoma. And I want to bring our listeners, especially our young listeners, more information about that great college. And so to do that, we're going to go to the president of Connor State College, a gentleman named Dr. Ron Ramming, who's a very, very good friend. Now, Ron's not your average suit-and-tie college president, okay? Ron has a background in cattle and swine production. He has, in the past, served as the coach of the livestock judging team there at Connor State College. But now, which is very cool to see uh, his rise, he is at the helm of Connor State College serving as president. So we're going to talk to Ron not only about that school, but about education, the future of education. Like I mentioned, I've got two daughters, 10 and 8. We're saving, we're worrying, we're thinking about what college is going to look like. Ron's going to give us um, his take on that and explain to us a little bit about um, uh, some of us that are parents and raising kids, maybe his opinion of what we can expect out of college and how education is changing, how it will continue to change. And I think that's going to be a neat interview. Many of you in the show cattle world, in this interview, we do spend a lot of time in the show cattle world. That's what a lot of our interviews tend to, tend to revolve around. Many of you know a guy by the name of Kenny Neville. Undoubtedly, at least in my opinion, Kenny's got to be one of the most talented and gifted uh, guys or gals ever to pick up a set of clippers or a can of glue or a comb in his life. He is literally an artist, in my opinion. Uh, Kenny, I've known him for several years. I know his life has taken him all over the place, all over the world, with unbelievable success with these show cattle. But in the last year, Kenny experienced one of the biggest changes he's ever had in his life. And he's going to come on to the Cattle Pros podcast and share that experience with us. Uh, that has the potential to be one of the more powerful interviews that we'll do this year. And I think you guys, that's certainly one you need to put on your don't miss list. I'm looking forward to that interview with Kenny Neville. Also, we're going to have an interview that deals with one of the most unexpected and unforeseen side effects of this crazy pandemic that we're just living through. And that's the phenomenon that we saw with cancellation of livestock shows. More exactly, when we saw one show cancel or postpone or close its doors, the phenomenon I'm talking about is it seemed like two or three popped up to take its place. I mean, at the end of this, we end up with more livestock shows than what we <laughs> than what we began with before the pandemic, which is a great thing. But one of those shows that has popped up is a brand new national multi-species show that's coming to Cheyenne, Wyoming in November. You heard about that one? Yeah, probably not me neither. So again, we're going to go right to the show coordinator and get you folks details on this new show that's going to be rolling our way in November. You're going to want to hear that. One of the interviews I'm most psyched for is an interview with Chris Licurdo. Now, Chris is a name that you're probably not familiar with in our cattle community, but he's got so much to teach that we can learn from in our cattle community. Have any of you felt like, especially if you're in the position of hiring someone for your business or needing some help for your business, have you felt like no one wants to work anymore? Like you just can't find good help? And seriously, the pandemic has created a lot of that. But even before that, it just seemed like there's been a change in people's work ethic or their willingness to want to come into the ag field and start to work on a farm or ranch. So I'm asking myself, like, what's up with that? What's up with us? Is, is there something wrong with us in the ag community 
that we're perhaps not as attractive to the labor force as what we once were. And Chris is going to come on the show and help us tackle that. And specifically, we're going to talk a lot about culture and what good culture looks like in other uh, work areas and maybe take a look at what culture, an honest look at what culture looks like in ag and see if we can do anything about that to make our business and to make the ag community more attractive to the labor force. And that's an interview that is just loaded with potential and will bring you a ton of value, a ton of information. That's one I certainly hope that none of you miss, our interview with Chris Lacurdo. I look for that to be coming sometime in September. Now then, one of my favorite parts of the Cattle Pros podcast, as you all know, is stock shows and burritos. And don't you think for a second that I'm going to miss my opportunity to participate in stock shows and burritos on my interview on Cattle Pros. So, <coughs> excuse me. Now that I finally got my turn to take a crack at this, I'm going to share with you two of the most memorable and best restaurants that I had a chance to eat at in the past year. And to do that, I'm going to take you folks straight to the dirty south because it just so happens that both of these restaurants are places I stumbled upon in the deep south. The first is, had an opportunity to judge the Georgia Nationals in Perry, Georgia. I believe that was last spring. Love going south. Love that facility in Perry, Georgia. If you get to show there, you are so stinking lucky because that place is not only fantastic in terms of its construction and its layout and design, but they have a rock star team of people that run that. It is so efficient and so organized. Everything just runs like a well-oiled machine, at least from my perspective as one of the judges. And so I loved being down there. But one of the highlights was when we got done judging and we got ready to find something to eat that night, I gave a call to my buddy Clay Williams, who's from the area, showed a lot in Georgia. I said, hey, man, where do we need to go? He told me about a place called the Swanson. You need to put that on your list if you're ever in Perry, Georgia. The Swanson. The Swanson is this old southern antebellum-style home, a literal home, that's been converted into a restaurant. And what they do at this restaurant, I mean, you walk in, and, and obviously it is just so cozy and so inviting because it's literally a giant old southern house, you know, that they've retrofitted. So you walk in, you just get this relaxed vibe. And to top it off, they serve just traditional, old-fashioned, southern comfort food. So just let your mind run away with that. Meatloaves, casseroles, pot pies, chicken fried. In fact, I had the chicken fried steak, hamburger steaks, all those things. Like imagine Sunday dinner at your grandma's house. Okay. That's what the Swanson is about. And so, like I said, I had the chicken fried steak. I had their homemade mashed potatoes. I had their green beans. And to start with, we had an appetizer of like one of the most Southern things. We had fried green tomatoes. Believe it or not, even as a child of the South, I was, I was born and, and spent the first five years of my life in Alabama, I'd never ate a fried green tomato. So just out of curiosity more than anything, I wanted to give it a try. I didn't really expect to like it necessarily, but I got to tell you, those things were like candy. Oh my gosh, so delicious. So if you're in Perry, Georgia, I give one of my highest recommendations to the Swanson restaurant there. And definitely, if you're a chicken fried steak fan, 
Try that. You'll love it. And don't miss the opportunity to have their fried green tomatoes. The second restaurant I'm going to recommend to you also comes to us from the south. This time, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Roll Tide. This place is called Dreamland Barbecue. So last spring, after our bull sale, we ended up delivering some bulls through the south, and our travels took us through Alabama. And it uh, was rolling around, kind of time for lunch, and I had always heard of Dreamland Barbecue. We were close to Tuscaloosa, and I'm like, hey, we're going to make this work, okay? We're going to whip in here and have some delicious barbecue. So Tuscaloosa, there's several Dreamland locations, but Tuscaloosa is the very first, the very original location of Dreamland Barbecue. I think it opened its doors for the first time in like 1958. And the cool thing is when you go in there, like hardly anything has changed since 1958. It's one of those places that when you walk in, just from the second you step in the door, you know that you're getting ready to eat some really, really good barbecue. It's just got the smell. It's got the feel. It's got the look. And uh, my friend Mike Kreitman, who lives here in Gordon, he was with me. And we sat down in a booth. We looked over the menu. And their menu is relatively simple, okay? It's, it's not a lot on. It's a pretty short menu. Ribs, chicken, brisket. I think they offer some beans and a dessert. Uh, really good banana pudding stuff. Anyway, there wasn't a lot to us. We were both starved. So we just said, hey, Bring us one of everything on the menu. We want to try it all. Well, unfortunately for us, they were already out of chicken for that day, but we did get a chance to order everything else on the menu. It was delicious. I'm not a huge banana pudding guy, but that is definitely worth it. I don't know what it is they do to the banana pudding that no one else does, but it is unbelievable, and it's a great way to finish up your, your meal after eating some barbecue. So there you go. The Swanson in Perry, Georgia, Dreamland Barbecue, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Two highlights of my year as far as restaurants and so cool that I actually get a chance to do a stock shows and burritos segment. So thanks for indulging me with that. Listen guys, as we conclude, again we want to just tell you we're extremely fired up for this season two. Thanks for sticking with us. I hope that this episode has helped you understand not only why Cattle Pros exists, why we started it, but also some of our scheduling and why we're going to choose to run this by season. And we appreciate you sticking with us. We appreciate your patience. And we're excited to serve and, and to bring back some of these episodes and to continue to hook you folks up with some of the best and brightest minds in the cattle business. Take this opportunity as we're getting ready to start firing out some of these episodes. If there's anything in season one that you missed, I think each of those are worth going back and listening to. If there's something that was a favorite, go back and listen to it again. Share it with your friends. We do appreciate all the shout-outs, all the likes, all the thumbs-ups you guys can give us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. Also, if you can make any comments on iTunes about the Cattle Pros podcast, that just helps us share it with more and more and more people. So if you're willing to do that, we certainly would appreciate it and help spread the word more about Cattle Bros. So until the epi next episode, thank you for listening. We look forward to being back with you soon. Take care. United Harvest procures the finest meats from the finest ranchers, farmers, and butchers. Many of you know the difference between farm-raised and store-bought meat. Having eaten those meats, I can guarantee you that they are the most superior steaks you'll ever eat. By offering the highest quality ag products directly to consumers, United Harvest is able to both bypass middlemen, pushing profits back to the American farmer and rancher, and providing the highest quality meats to you. No coal cows here. Please go to unitedharvest.com and type in the discount code FRIENDS15 
to enjoy 15% off your first order. That's friends, 15. 